everybody. Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. Happy Labor Day to everyone. Um, got a fun episode today. Uh, my good friend, Dave, Dopey Dave, comes back on the show just to talk with me. And uh, once again, uh, we seem to pull the best content from each other because I, I came to some realizations he came to some realizations and uh it was just a good fun time and he also gives church and other drugs a dopey exclusive uh news break so be on the listen for that um not much else uh you know going on in the world there's still a quarantine there's uh it's about to be november so it's about really seriously time to quit social media um I did uh, go see Tenet, uh, you know, the theaters opened back up, so I got to go see the Christopher Nolan movie, finally, and my one-sentence review is that I imagine uh, Christopher Nolan, we'll call him Chris uh, C. Noel, uh, was, wa- was re-watching Inception, uh, took a giant hit off a crack pipe, and said, I can go deeper, it's, 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 it's I have to see it. I'm going to need two or three more viewings to really um, kind of understand what I'm watching. Of course, it's visually incredible. You have, if you can see it in theaters, see it in theaters. It is a spectacle. Um, uh, It's very confusing, though. It's very, 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 very confusing. But I think um, I've done some uh, readings on Reddit, and I think I've got a better understanding. So the next time I see it, hopefully it'll make more sense. Um, Also... I will, uh, my, you know, Jed's, uh, Jed's reviews of what he's watching, um, Lovecraft Country and Raised by Wolves. So both of those are on HBO Max. Lovecraft Country is incredible that I don't know which one is my favorite. I guess they're two different things. Lovecraft is more like horror, fantasy, adventure. They just had like a Indiana Jones-esque episode uh, that was great. It's just really well written, really good characters, really original story. Super gory. Surprisingly gory. Um, Raised by Wolves is Ridley Scott's um, I don't know if it's a uh, limited series or if it's going to be a a series, but either way. um, It's his sci-fi futuristic tale and you know he's an outspoken atheist so the the basic premise is that in this future uh there was a war between atheists and um uh religious fanatics that worship a god called Saul and they pretty much destroyed the world and so the religious fanatics um left earth on an ark uh, a ship called an ark and uh, the atheists sent out androids uh, with human embryos to start colonies other places. And um, it's cra- that's just the loose, the loose um, synopsis. It's pretty nuts. It has some of the coolest sci-fi like aesthetic design choices and gadgets I've ever seen. And it's pretty much like you could tell Ridley Scott was going this direction with the Alien franchise, like going heavy into artificial intelligence and like the nature of um consciousness and morality and all that so he was definitely going this direction and even the android designs are alien uh xenomorph verse-esque like they have the white blood and um kind of similar design but it's really really cool uh so far seen the first three episodes and i'm i'm all in uh so yeah that's what i'm watching i think you should too um 
Oh yeah, I can't remember if I shouted out, but uh, Noah G is a new Patreon, and so is Mike Wenzel. Uh, thanks, guys. Enjoy the Facebook group and uh, bonus episodes. Um, we just had a good one with Tyler and Samantha. Uh, if you know, you know. Um, if you want to know, go to patreon.com backslash church and other drugs. Um, I'm uh, working on some new shirt designs, getting real weird with it. I posted that on the the uh, congregation Facebook page. Um, but storefrontier.com slash church and other drugs and send me an email, um, church and other drugs at gmail.com. Uh, and, and speaking of, uh, emails, I mean, this was a message I got and I asked if I could read it cause I just thought it was really cool. So this is from, uh, Ben Pelfrey and he, he wrote and said, Hey Jed, not sure what platform to say this on but your podcast has been a, a big help to me this week lost a cousin to cirrhosis on sunday and was in the room with him when he took his last few breaths listened to some older episodes i hadn't checked out about alcoholism and losing loved ones to addiction it was weirdly comforting to hear the experiences of others so thanks for putting all the time into it that you have um and that that you know stuff like that just really means a lot to me and uh it's just really cool that um I'm able to be a, a, a play a role in, in stuff like that. And I know it's much, much beyond me. Um, and a lot of times I think the, the bullshit I say is, is useless, but apparently, you know, uh, it's helping some people. So that's awesome. So Ben, I'm, I'm our hearts are with you. Um, losing the family member like that, but we love you buddy. And thanks for writing. So without further ado, here's me and Dave, uh, going on rants about Yahoo and being gurus. Petty is a process where women go to the salon and have their toenails and fingernails painted. But Manischewitz is a very famous Jewish brand of kosher wine that is very popular at Passover. It's like grape wine. Wait, what about wine is not kosher? Normal wine? Uh, probably. Dude, you're asking questions that are, exceed my Jewishness. But probably <laughs> kosher wine is probably well it's definitely blessed by a rabbi i doubt it is stomped by kosher feet or and i I bet you the manischewitz grapes are uh blessed by some kosher kind of guy what what is it again it's like it's like the food uh in leviticus that abraham was like you can't eat this is that what kosher stuff is i realize again I, i don't know uh it's a shame if my father if my father 
could hear me, he'd be very, very disappointed. But let's look it up. Um, we're going to Google yeah, it. I'm, it's very, I'm pretty very, curious. very exciting moment in there isn't... church and other drugs, dopey history. Wait, there isn't like a hotline what you makes... can just call that only you have access to? Yeah, it's called 1-800-CHOSEN. Chosen people. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, what I know about kosher food... Here, basics of kosher. Certain species of animals and their eggs and milk are permitted for consumption, while others... Oh, here we go. Fuck. You know what my computer does? And what? it makes me fucking crazy. It makes me sick, and it disgusts me, and I fucking hate this <laughs> more than anything in the world, Jed. Okay. I I use Google Chrome as my search, right? As my That's my browser, Google yeah. Chrome. Yep. And then I go into Google to ask a question, and then it takes me to Yahoo. It takes me to Yahoo, and I don't want to go. <laughs> it does, and it does it over and over and over. And I Google Dude. that, and you know what it is? What? It's a Yahoo virus. No that, kidding. And somehow the once respected brand Yahoo, the once gigantic search engine, fucking email provider shining light of the internet has been reduced to a backwater alley piece of shit motherfucking bullshit thing that they make me go there i don't want to go i can't stop it makes me crazy i wish this was i wish this was a video so i'll just have to recap what happened like dave went from somber and about to fall asleep to like someone put a red hot poker up his ass and I I feel I I feel your hatred, my son. Hate, I feel for you. Hatred, fucking, I hate it. I fucking I want to talk about it on Dopey, but it never comes up. I never try to Google <laughs> anything while I do Dopey, and before I Google it again, and the same goddamn fucking thing happens, I'm gonna tell you the 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 Jewish answer, right? You know, pork is not kosher. Shellfish is not kosher. Um eating milk and meat is not kosher. Uh, serious people who keep kosher have um, days where they're allowed to eat meat products and days when they're only eating dairy products. And the two never twine. Now, I don't know what makes some wine kosher and what other wine unkosher. Should I Google it? Do you want me to Google it and see me go berserk? Yeah, I, I, I do. When it goes to Yahoo again? Because it's yeah. going to, because it hates me. Yahoo is – I've even taken the time to remove Yahoo as my preferred search engine like okay. 20 times. That's and what it I was going to ask. That's, okay. You know what it creeps back like, Jed? What? It creeps back like a, 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 a self what's, – what's the thing that we try to get rid of? The thing in our, in our, in our program when, when we're doing something that we don't like about ourselves. Character what do we defects? call this thing? It is like a character defect creeping back in this fucking Yahoo search engine. <laughs> It, it makes nope. me. F All right, here we go. What makes food kosher? No, no, no. Wine, wine. What makes wine kosher? Yeah. What yeah. makes wine kosher? I'm gonna guess. Yeah, let's guess first. That it's blessed by a rabbi, and that the well, grapes no, 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 are no, no, also. No. The question is, why is it not kosher by default? That's what I'm curious of. So what? So I'm gonna guess. The grapes? I don't know. I don't know. No, you know? no, it's not. It's it's a racket, is what it is. Okay, it's see. like or, it's like serious Orthodox Jews 
they're buying fucking kosher kind bud in Colorado where the bud is blessed. It's like a whole next level thing. It's like I work in the most famous deli in the world, but it is not, and it's a Jewish deli, but it is not a kosher deli um, for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons is we didn't want to pay a rabbi to bless the meat. You did, you, did you happen to see that um, uh, neo-Nazi movie with Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe, where he plays a uh, FBI agent and he goes undercover in a neo-Nazi thing? No. There, there's a, you should see it. It's pretty good if you like Daniel Radcliffe. Um, I do. Who, who doesn't? Yeah, and he's like he's like a shaved head skinhead. It's badass. Uh, but there was like this whole scene where like this uh super neo Nazi was like, uh, I see you're wearing Levi's. Like, are are you a cop? Because you know the uh, neo Nazis can't even wear Levi's, right? And then uh, Daniel Radcliffe points out that he's using Heinz ketchup, and th- there's like a little symbol on it that that's like a kosher symbol, and he was saying how like. It's everywhere, and like it's a Jewish conspiracy to just get this extra tax. Wait, why can't neo Nazis wear Levi's? Because it's a Jewish uh, founded company, Levi. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that Levi's is a Jewish company, but that again, as Jewish as I am, like my wife isn't Jewish, my children are barely Jewish. I was bar mitzvahed, but I didn't want to be. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm really hardcore culturally Jewish, but not. Not particularly religious Jewish at all. And fucking Google is not... Well, you want to get the off-brand... Okay, I see Daniel Radcliffe as the off-brand neo-Nazi version of Edward Norton. And now I see my Yahoo search as the off-brand Google search. So let's see what these fuckers in Yahoo land say. Motherfuckers. Fucking... You you just Google it. Yeah, I'm doing it. it. Thank you. Thank you. You know about this stuff, Jed. Why do you think my computer does this? I don't know. Download um, CC. Oh, you have an Apple. Well, yeah, probably. It's something called CC Cleaner, and it's like a uh, a free um, cleaning app that goes through all uh, unneeded files. And if it's a virus, it might it might catch it. All right, I'm going to read what I have, and then you can read what you have. Okay, all right, you ready? Go ahead. While all wines require some sort of mold or yeast for fermentation, kosher for Passover wine must be made. Oh, this is very interesting. This is very interesting. Kosher for Passover wine must be made from a mold that has not been grown on bread because the yeast, it's a yeast thing is the issue because uh, for Passover, you can't have yeast. Because when the Jews oh. were slaves in Egypt, they could only make unleavened bread. That is, that is a rich history. Like that's that's kind of cool. But okay, yeah. Man, so I'm gonna intense. keep. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going, and then we can move on from this Jewish yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, has not been grown on bread such as sugar or fruit, and must exclude several common preservatives like potassium sorbate. A wine that is kosher. For Passover cannot include hametz, which includes grain, bread, and dough. So it's it's a it's a Passover thing. It's not a kosher thing. That's what it is. It's the yeast. Manischewitz is obviously the fermentation does not do it like that. But enough of this Jewish stuff. Obviously, yeah. and 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 Jed is drinking cherry coke with ice. He's not drinking Manischewitz. Nope. Yeah. The whole... <laughs> like what if? 
What if I didn't take a sip of that drink? What would we even be talking about? Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Dave. We'll, uh, <laughs> see you well, it's always it's always a joy, always uh, a joy to come. Dude, on. that is more intense than being vegan. Well, how about vegan kosher? That's oh, a whole. God. That's a whole other restrictive world, right? Yep. Fucking hell. Your uh, your video froze on a very funny looking part of your face. I see. I see. I look very, happy. <laughs> <laughs> very happy. I look very joyful in that picture. Hey. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, okay. Um. So what's up, man? What's up? Um, Can we talk about this this person? All right. No, we, we can't. We can talk. I mean, this is the thing because I we should have pre-talked about this. So you might want to take this out. When is this episode going up? Fucking, I don't know. Probably tomorrow. Yeah, then definitely not. I got it's, my, it's the meat and potatoes for my whole show this week. Oh, okay. It's the okay, whole thing. Okay. It's like my whole stupid show. So well, we got to We got to In in general terms, so you encounter a lot more. So there was uh so you spoke for the dopey speaker meeting, right? I did. Yeah. And I, I heard there was like a a whole kerfluffle cuz people like didn't know about it or something. Yes, I'll speak about that. I'll be, it'd be a joy to speak about that. Yeah, 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 totally. In in general terms like uh on that, I was going to say you are in a much more position where there you know, there's like a couple thousand people in the Facebook group and you you're getting the um like you're pissing people off and people are super opinionated and you're getting the weird like public pushback like you're you made it dude like you're a public figure but listen yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna show you something for a second just to okay. prove that i that i haven't made it okay <laughs> okay look, i want to show you something all right just this is the inner workings of of where i live you ready yep it's it's gonna be disturbing is that a dead body? That's a te- it's a teddy bear. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm very. I, I live like a hoarder. I work at a deli. Um, I'm very, very, very proud of how Dopey has done. I'm very proud that the audience is invested. I love that. I love them. I love you know you dude you know I've I, you know how hard I work on this stuff. You know yeah, it's like totally. it's it's a it's a it's a fucking you know. It is a crazy obsession, passion of mine. Um, so with the Dopey Zoom thing, I was very fearful about going on Dopey Zoom uh, because of my ego. Yeah, explain that. That I never um, – yeah, that's curious to me. So like why – I think because I'm, I'm a nut and because I'm very sensitive to like shit and I didn't want – any, like, I didn't. I didn't want to hear anything. I, I like everything was going so well. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I was making the show and I was happily making the show, and they were doing zooms and they were happily making zooms. What? I didn't want to put the two together because I think I would have expectations about like being X, Y, and Z. Uh, like, I want to be loved. I yeah, want to but... be admired, and then they wouldn't admire and love me as much as I want. It's just. It would just twist me up into some stupid fucking place because I'm a sick person. Right? It already you. twisted you up. So you were, you. you were you were afraid of like the whole uh, "don't meet your heroes" thing. Like if you keep this level of mystique, then you're just an ideal. But if they actually meet me and hear me, then I'm gonna, you know. No, I don't think it is that. I think it's more like I like to be casual. Do you know what I mean? I like to be casual right. and 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 in the distance 
Uh, so that I mean, obviously, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, it's so easy to get a hold of me. You t- message me, and I write back, and whatever you you write something about me, I I comment on it. You know what I mean? Like I'm very accessible. I just I don't know. Like I just felt like it was better to not be involved because it it, it just it was gonna fuck with my ego. Like I was gonna want it to be more than it would be, and it was gonna disappoint me. And I didn't want to deal with that and this even talking about it makes me sound fucking stupid well you know what I mean? no but i no i i totally get it though but and, and so like and that's why really i kind of get like that every time i have to tell my story which people are always like but you do a podcast like it's it's different and uh but i encourage you because every time afterwards it it felt great and it was a good thing right so how do, how did you feel afterwards have you ever told your story like at a AA meeting yeah, I have. Okay. Um, and well, the thing with Dopey Zoom, it's kind of like what you were saying though. Also, where it's like all these people listen to the show, and all these people are members of the Dopey Nation, and all these people are invested. And like, yeah, you don't want to disappoint them. You want to keep you want to keep it moving. You know what I mean? And and like, you want to be the best version that. You you know what I mean? There there's there's just too much thinking. It's it's all over. It is too much thinking, and it's yeah. and yeah. I I would say, uh, putting putting on my counselor hat and I'll give you some free therapy. Like, don't that 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 sounds like basically con- carefully constructing a persona that you feel like like an imposter syndrome or something, and it's it's like I think you know, you don't have to be afraid. Like people like you for you and you don't have to be afraid of like performance anxiety or whatever. Like, but, that, but, but counselor Jed, can't you also applaud my use of boundaries? Like, isn't, couldn't that be the way you look at it? That I had really healthy boundaries and I didn't are they jump healthy, in though. Healthy I think for who? For me, I'm protecting myself from the dopey nation. <laughs> but I'm per- it's like it's it's healthy boundaries and, and and my wife you know was like dude have some fucking boundaries don't go into every fucking dopey nation zoom you're gonna get all right. crazy with the boundaries yeah totally she, totally and she, but you know but like doing it once like you did you know like yeah of course you can't be yes you can't be yeah, it's impossible to stay too involved. Like I, I get that way with, with social media it, in general. It it like fosters this sense of like always missing out, like the the urgency is, of stuff and how quickly you can miss like a whole interaction between a whole group of people and then you're left out and it's just like it's exhausting, right? So yes, I, yeah, I get that. Um, I'm just glad you were. Cause I mean, did you? Was it a good experience? Like afterwards, it was. It was. It was awesome. Okay. It was. It was awesome. And and in the end, you know, uh, this guy Mike, who runs that speaker meeting, mm-hmm. uh, wrote me Mike and Wenzel. he. Winslow. Yeah. Winslow. Mike Winslow. Yeah. He 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 said uh, he wrote me and he said, Dave, would you be a speaker for Dopey? You know, that's the other thing. Everyone was like, you should stop by. You should stop by. You should stop by. But nobody was like, will you come this day? You know what I mean? And Mike was like, will you come this day and speak? And I said, sure. 
Um, actually, you know, you had asked me to go the day you spoke, but my ego, I, I was, all, I have ego problems. It's all, yeah. I have like issues, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I told you, like, I kind of told you shrouded in my own like bullshit. Like I, I'm like too scared to go, you know? And it yeah. makes me, I, it's just like, I, I can, I'd rather just be truthful about it than like play some weird game about it. But if I went for a different one and then I didn't go, it's just, it's just like, I don't want to get caught up in all that stuff more than you already are right exactly exactly i think like if i had a unilateral no it would get me out of all these kinds of things but i was excited to do it right and um and um and it was awesome you know what i mean but the the controversy was that mike said do you want to promote it and i said it's your meeting if you want me to promote it i'll promote it and he said, no, I think I'd rather if it was a surprise so that the people who come to the meeting generally get a treat. And I said, great. Um, and then I told a couple people that I want, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I told, I told like, I told you and you didn't go. God bless you. I told. <laughs> I was at the beach. I'm sorry. Dude, it's, I totally understand. I told Ray and and I asked Ray to go because I knew it would make me feel comfortable for Ray to go. I told Sam and Sam hit out in the the distance on it, you know, um, <laughs> like he had like a fake name and no screen. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I told a couple other people who like were like communicating with me, like th- they were communicating with me this that week. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna do the dopey Zoom, um, but don't tell anybody. I said. <laughs> You know, and um, but when I said it, it sounded like I'm telling you like it's a joke. But when you text it, people think it's real. You know what I'm saying? So like in the end, people didn't find out about it and they felt left out. Um, So like that sucked. And then a couple people reached out and got really pissed at me, which I appreciated. You know, I thought that that just made me feel very connected to the audience, that they would be honest with me rather than hold a resentment against me. So I enjoyed that. Like like legit pissed. Just they were annoyed, you know what I mean? Like they're so invested in Dopey, they're hosts of Dopey Zoom, they do this, that, and the other thing, and they reached out, or they didn't, they reached out and said, we wish you had told us, Mm. you know? And I'm not connected to Dopey Zoom, like at all, really. Uh, You know, and I've I've kept the distance because I want Dopey Zoom to be autonomous. And I want, you know, I want it to be like their thing. And um, and I'm so, I'm so... uh, impressed and happy that they're rocking it you know and i make the show they don't do show like dopey zoom is never about dopey it's about the people at the dopey zoom you know right and and you you've successfully i won't say like made but like fostered whatever helped create like a self-sustaining uh community that could go on without you which is pretty cool you know what i'm saying it's like you've made a culture a subculture it's it's amazing you yeah. know it's it, it I'm, and i'm so proud of it and i'm so proud to be connected to the individuals within it that i'm connected to and um i'll tell you my plan and, and this will be a this will be a, a church and other drugs uh exclusive ex- exclusive what my i i enjoyed the zoom so much and it was probably you know i probably didn't do it because i was afraid of enjoying it you know what I mean? You know, like that kind of yeah. thing too. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, totally. You know, you, you get a taste of, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yes, I, I mean, want more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, when we did DopeyCon last year, 
I got the, the same feeling, but more because it was a hundred people in person. It was a culmination of a lot of work and whatever the dopey zoom. It was just incredible because I mean, I think it was 25 people, 28 people, but it was like people from all over the world who I knew through dopey nation, who I know how invested they are and, I, and I'm equally invested as them. I've known them for X amount of years be, through this whole thing. Yeah. So like, I was like, I want to do more of this. And everyone gives me shit that um, I give the Patreon subscribers nothing, like, and I do. <laughs> I, I give I give them nothing. Uh, I just say, here's free Patreon. Kick down a few bucks. You know, it's like a if you want, if you feel like throwing a dollar in the fucking tip cup, right. uh, you know. So what I'm gonna start doing, and this is a church and other drugs exclusive, is I'm gonna start doing a Zoom once a month for everybody that's in Patreon. And if you're in Patreon. Uh, you can come to the the, the Zoom that I'm going to host once a month. That is a good idea. That's you think so? Idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's a good idea. I think people will really dig that. Well, and I'll dig it. I, it'll be yeah. really fun for me. Yeah. You know? And you want to hear, hear something fucked up, though? Yeah, of course. Okay, so on the last episode... This is just how fucked up I am, right? <laughs> on the last episode of Dopey, I had this dude on whose name was uh, Todd Z-Man Zalkins. And, and Todd Z-Man Zalkins <laughs> is this dude from uh, Long Beach, California. He was, like, very close with uh, Sublime, with Bradley, Bradley Noel. Noel. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that whole thing. And, um, and years ago, you know, when, when Chris was alive, I would often cover um, songs on the show. Like, I would play songs, like, when we did the show, just for fun, whatever. Like, I'd get bored, and I'd want to play a song or whatever. Um, and back in the day, people would ask me to play Garden Grove, you know, by Sublime. Mm -hmm. And um, I always kind of wanted to, and I never did it. And then this show, I was like, I'll play Garden Grove. And so, like, I'm browsing Dopey Nation to see what people think of the episode, and I come across this. You ready? I'm ready. This is Jim Sabatino. And Jim Sabatino says, wow, really such an amazing interview with a great dude. But that cover of Garden Grove was fucking painful. Oh, my fucking God. It was like if Mr. Rogers had one day discovered the sheet music for that song and tried to play it for the first time, having never heard it before. I love Dave, but what the fuck was what the fuck was that? What? What does that even mean? <laughs> it means it wasn't good. It yeah, but Mr. Jim... Rogers is a phenomenal piano player, so I disagree. Phenomenal. Phenomenal pianist. Is he, he not? He was. Well, that's <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's fucked up, though. <laughs> I know. I know. That's, that's why I don't do Dopey Zoom. Stuff like that. Oh, man. But you support my Patreon Zoom yeah. idea. Yeah, right, I would even say yeah, even even maybe like twice monthly or something. There, yeah, there's a lot you could do with like uh, I don't want to say exclusive access to Dave, but you know what I'm saying. Like you can that's how you make the real uh, tight community. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's interesting because I've resisted giving anything for Patreon. You know what I mean? This whole time. Um, but we'll see. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I'm excited just to like be in a Zoom with them and like and give the patrons something back. I do feel like it should be free. But what the fuck? 
how can everything be free and then I charge at the same time? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and the, people really do like if, if they people like belonging to a club like that that they support. I mean, we'll, we'll just call it a club, but it's like especially if they're if they believe in what you're doing so much that they're willing to donate money to it. It's like a, a sense of ownership thing and yeah, it's like I don't know. People, people just and it feels good. I don't know. It feels you feel a part of, I guess. And it's kind of like, you know, if everybody's getting the same thing, right? It is kind of like, well, you know, it's one of the, it's weird, you know. And it's also like again, it's the same psychology. You know what I mean? Like the idea is, you don't want that. You don't want someone to not get something that would be good for them. But then it's like, how much of it is going to be good for anybody anyway? You know, I mean, yeah. it's like, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. that whole thing. You know, I, I we all put ourselves when we make entertainment that is vested in recovery. It's a slippery slope, yeah. you know, because like I never claim that Dopey was like fucking like helpful in its nature. And it's in its you know what I mean? I never that wasn't the point. The point, it does help people, you know, and then, but it's like weird to be like, I can't charge because it, it then it won't help as many people as it's supposed to. And it's like, it's yeah. fucking bullshit, right? Well, it's, it's like the, uh, it's like the phenomenon of like guruism. It's like, like it or not, you kind of become, uh, a guru of sorts, right? right. It, it's almost unavoidable. And it's like, you can, you can say, oh, I, I don't have, you know, I'm not responsible. I don't have influence, you know, da, 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 but it just happens naturally. It's not something you can, you can turn off and on, right? It, it is. And so at some point, I guess it's like, you do just have to accept the re responsibility that comes with that. Um, I guess. No, I'm, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it would be fucked up for, for you to all of a sudden be like, I think we, you know, I think we can all do heroin successfully. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, just <laughs> if you start just, you know, going weird left field, right. like, uh, there would probably be some people that were on the fence that are like, all right, sweet. You know, D Dave said it's okay. Yeah. It's I fun. have to, I have to really be careful with that, man. And it's happened a lot. Like I've had some really, really respected close mentor figures in my life um tell me some things that they're into now so like belief systems and just you know like ways of thinking that at the time i'm like oh you know and it was totally like okay i trust this guy this is what he's saying like okay i guess i guess that's a thing and then like test driving it and realizing like oh no this is this isn't a good thing and it's like it's it's kind of shattered and and fucked up my uh like i've said it before that i realized that this is the only time in uh like my adult life that i ha i don't have a a close mentor figure um that that's pulling me in a direction i want to go and so like i'm kind of just spaced out and and getting a, a fucking cacophony of just completely differing opinions from people right and it's it's like i really need i think i do need some i mean i guess i'm talking about like a sponsor but um 
you know, a little, a little deeper than that. Right. Just someone like, I, I guess I'm, I need some guidance. Right. And the people I normally have been depending on for it. Um, I think, I think we're uh, growing in different directions. So that's it's, interesting. It's weird. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, um, I lived my life without a mentor figure you know what i mean like like i lived most and i, I have a sponsor now and i like i ask this i i get i i basically I, I tend to call my sponsor when i'm in a jam you know and he gives me advice and he helps me get out of the jam you know and i'm trying to call him when i'm not in the jam because i know that this dude is like very much in touch with with his higher power and his program is great and his life is great. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he has something that I want. Um, in terms of like, cause I've been like a Todd or people, people like that. Cause did you, have, did you have that? Like with your really close friends, doesn't it seem like you, because I'm thinking of like Brad where it's like, you almost trade off which one of you is the mentor figure at a different time where like sometimes your friend gives you advice that you that you needed and then other times you know he looks to you todd definitely not todd like me and todd were just like mayhem in each other's life and and i would try to like mentor him um he would maybe mentor me no he todd was never a mentor figure to me but he was a dear dear friend chris definitely Definitely. Cause I mean like Chris, like when I got sober, when I got, when I got clean, you know, five years ago, he was the guy I called. I called Chris every day in, in, you know, when I first got sober because I knew he had relapsed and come back and I knew that he shit on the program enough times that like he, and he went back that he could really talk me into it. You know, and when I mean talk yeah. me into it, he can provide me with entree to twelve step, like like where I'd be like, okay, I can do this. You yeah. know, I need, and I he was that figure for me. Chris, Chris was totally that figure for me, and he was a mentor to me, uh, working the steps. You know, he wasn't my sponsor, obviously, but he he taught me so much about step work and how he did it, and you know, he was very much like that, and he was ten years younger than me, and he was very much that to me. Um, and then I have tons of friends that I seek counsel on stuff, you know, all the time, you know, uh, you know, like creative, creative stuff or, or just problems. But like when you talk about a mentor, like I imagine it's not like a friend. I imagine it's maybe somebody who's pseudo professional that guides you in your career path. Well, and not, not necessarily, I guess really I'm thinking like a, a spiritual advisor of sorts. Um, yeah. Cause it's, it's definitely not necessarily just a, like a professional relationship. Like it's more, um, uh, of a, uh, it's like the first time I really talked about this. So it's really hard to describe what I'm talking about, but like, um, you know, someone, you know, that, you know, gives, you know, can tell me about marriage or tell me about, uh, you know, it, it seems like you want someone that has made it through, um, 
whatever stage of life you're about to go in and they can, you know, let you know what to expect and kind of like, hey, you know. My uncle actually uh we've we've gotten closer and he's he's been um like I ne- I realized I'd never really known like his his spirituality and like his faith beliefs and stuff and we we've actually um started talking a lot like that and he's someone I super respect um just cuz he he had some really hard things happen in his life and he handled it like like I you know I don't know if I could um like having to take care of my aunt and her health and just how he's handled that is just insane like just so so well and it's kind of you know I'm at you know the point in my adult life where I'm like like how do you do that like what do you you know what are you doing to have this like peace in your life right um cuz I think yeah maybe that's really what I've been lacking um, is just that that peace and calm and that sense. It's like I've, you know, through COVID and just everything that's going on, it's like in the past, whenever I would go through shit, I knew, I was like, okay, you know, like blessings are around the corner, like good stuff is around the corner because this is how this that goes. And this seems like it's the first time where like, I do not see anything getting better. It's like I don't see, you know, an end to this current batch of bullshit. And it's just, it's kind of a defeating feeling, right? Where it's just like, I don't know. I guess maybe I'm indulging my my cynicism too much, right? And just kind of, you know, because it's not like everything's that bad. But just feels like everything's fucked up right now. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, what you're talking about is something that I can really, really relate to. And um, and I've been really struggling this summer. Like, I've been at a, a, a bottom, like a, a spiritual bottom, you know, like, mis- like, like borderline misery, struggling getting through the day, struggling uh, getting along with my family, struggling uh with expectations you know career expectations dopey expectations but but it's like career expectations family um you know uh what's the word i'm looking for like family commitment uh family participation like i've been like operating in this crazy fearful place and um and when things go wrong I reach out to my sponsor and he says the same thing every time, which is like, how many meetings do you go to a week? And I say like one, if I'm lucky. And he's like, well, you'll be lucky if you feel okay. Then he's like, I, <laughs> he's you one know? of those nice. Well, he, but, but he, he's got 16 years clean. No, I'm saying yeah. sometimes we need that shit like that. Well, I'm going to, he has 16 years clean. And when he said that when he was five, when he had five years, he was miserable and he wanted to kill himself and uh, and he had no really powerful connection to his higher power. And he found a sponsor who connected him to his higher power and and rejiggered his understanding of God from whatever it was to love and love. Love became everything to him and God. And he put that first 
and he tells me to do the same thing, you know, and I've been like for a little while now, every morning I'm praying, every morning I'm exercising, every morning I'm meditating. Uh, for the past week, I went to four meetings this week and, and, I, and I've changed my schedule that I'm going to go every other day because I need when they talk about conscious contact, like I didn't I didn't really get it. But what he says is like you pray in the morning so that when the bad shit comes to you, you become in you have this love ready to go. So when you're fucking feeling like, who, why did you do this? What about me? And you're feeling that selfish thing, that self-centered thing, which I feel all the time, it gets replaced with love. And the more, and, and the more you become used to it, it's like, it's like the karate kid. You know what I mean? You're, you're waxing the car. You don't know that you're going to be able to block the fucking punch. And, and I find like it, I want to do that. I want to, I like, what am I doing? Like, why am I battling for my will against my family's will? Why can't I just give them everything, you know, yeah. and then get, and get the return on it. I can't, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just this fucking kid at heart and I want to fight yes. and, uh, and I want to fight and, uh, I'm tired of fighting, you know, it all like, I don't like to be a big book thumper, but we have cease fighting. It's for a reason. It's a yeah. reason it's to have peace, you know? Uh, dude, I love everything that you just said that cause that's, that's, I've been having the thoughts. I've just been really like hateful lately and I hate it. I hate it. Like I hate how judgmental cause it's, you know, the, you know, and I, I, I spend too much time on, on social media and like watching news and shit. And that's, that's the spirit that is being fostered right now of this just like, um, scandal culture right and then like you know things were going on at, at my job and i have just been <laughs> just like a ball of just like misery and hate and thinking the worst of things and like i i don't i hate that i hate that so much and it's like yeah i need to get back to love man it's like i was telling my other friend <laughs> that it's like I wish um, these are the times that like I feel bad that I'm a, a publicly confessed Christian because it's like I am a awful example right now. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, ugh. I hate that, you know. I really do. I need to change it. I mean, that's just well. But it's like it's like you you know if I was you and you were me. And I was telling you that you would tell me not to be so hard on myself and that and that you can change, you can turn the corner whenever you want and that and, and that everybody will understand. And like, I mean, I think that's the miracle of 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 life and of recovery that we have the ability to be like, like I was hanging my fucking coat on the fact that I have five years and I was a dick. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be a dick with time. I want to be like a nice person, like who's yeah. there for people, especially yeah. my people, you know? And it's like, all we have to do is like, turn it on, you know, like, accept, yeah. like, like and, and then it's on, you know, that's all we have to do. And then like amends are just keeping it on really. And then saying, I'm yeah. sorry, I was such a dick, you know what I mean? But keep it on. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like that simple for both of us, you know, you and I talk um, when we're not doing this show and, and we, we face, uh, similar uh, 
things, you know, similar adversities. And it all comes back to, the, you know, you might live in Louisiana and I might live in New York and you might have been raised Christian and I was raised Jewish, but we're both in this program. We both believe in God and we both believe in love and we both believe in hope and we both want people to have good lives. And like, that's huge. Yeah. Right? Even yeah. if Yahoo infiltrates my fucking Google <laughs> account and fucking Jim Sabatino thinks I can't play Garden Grove, I still have love for both of those things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, Sublime's overrated anyway. Like, it, it's a classic example of the, you know, the dude died, so the music becomes mythological. Okay. Let's, let's, let's stop for a second here. Just, <laughs> like, I'm not going to say that Sublime is, we're, we're talking, there's, and you and I don't have the same bands in the same slots. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I, I have to be, how old are you? Thirty. I just turned 33. Right. So I'm 13 years older than you. Mm -hmm. um, Sublime is still a new band to me. Um, <laughs> just, just, just so we're clear. Um, uh. But like, I, I think they have a few, like when I was, I don't know, I think I was like 20 or something when What I Got came out. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and, and songs that were coming out, like, I didn't really like them that much, but I liked What I Got. I, loving is what I got. It's what we're talking about. Remember right. that. <laughs> I don't cry. I don't cry when my dog runs away. I don't get angry at the bills I have to pay. I don't get, get angry, angry when my mom, my mom smokes cry. Oh, man. Um, Hits the bottle, goes straight to the rock. Exactly. Fuck it. Bite it. It's all the same. Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 like, I, I like Sublime. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I came to Sublime. I came to Sublime. Uh, you know, I was in, you know, I grew up in Manhattan and I played in reggae bands and ska bands. So I was like raised to hate west coast ska and reggae and sublime somehow like got infiltrated me and yeah. like like Yahoo. i don't think they have that many songs that i love but i love krs1 you can't deny pool shark yeah yeah yeah. no and i think i think i think i just <laughs> no stairway denied i think i think what it is so like how you so i got introduced to it in in my high school it was just the stereotypical the first time you smoke weed then all of a sudden your tribe shifts to having to like sublime incubus uh fish 311 311 oh yeah, yeah. 311 yeah i, I don't uh, like I, I don't like any of that stuff i like sublime todd loved 311 todd lived for fish i like wish i loved fish a little bit more than i like i like fish I wish I loved them. I wish I had that experience with fish that these people have. But yeah, I like like in, like Scott Countryman is is full on in the fish cult and doing that. I mean, it's cool. I, yeah, it's like I do wish I had because it's like a whole. Speaking of clubs and membership, it's a whole fucking thing. And like, I don't know. I don't get it. Run I, like I, an antelope or something. I I love how Trey plays guitar. Like I love how he plays guitar. He plays the guitar like laser beams. And he plays it in a tradition of like Dickie Betts and, and, and you know, what I mean, like he has that jamming, sustained fuck. He's got technique and soul. I, I love Trey. I just don't like a bunch of their lyrics and some of their songs I could do without. I love the culture. I love yeah. the culture. And uh, and I'm very jealous of it and very impressed with it. I, when I was a kid. Right. Um, when I was in college, Fish was really getting big. It was getting really, really big. And Todd was so into fish. And they would go to those first festivals in the mid-90s in the Northeast. And um, 
and I worked at this TV company, okay, and uh, and they said we were going to go to the Lemon Wheel in Maine, which was a huge fish festival, and they rented a Winnebago and they paid me to go to this festival. <laughs> what? And uh, and they bought so much ecstasy. Um, they bought they they basically know the what they TV did. The TV company did. Yeah, the owner of the TV company. Hey, uh, okay. And, and like four, yeah. four or five of us went out, and and I was the drug addict. You know, I had just kicked dope, um, so I was in withdrawal on the road trip, and the the road oh. trip ended at Lemon Wheel, which is the fish, the fish festival, mm. and they were like, "We want a trip, uh, ecstasy, Dave. You have to go find us ecstasy." So I was like, "Okay," and I was like, "I was like, <laughs> I was like, give me, give me some money." And I'll go find the ecstasy, you know. And so they give me all this money, and I'm like, and they're like, but you have to test it first. And I was like, I was like, okay, okay, you know? if you say so. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wandering around this this military base in Maine, looking for ecstasy, and then just taking, you know, ecstasy pills, and, and being like, yeah, that one's not that good. I think we could do better, you know. Like it was great, and then, and um, but that was fucked up because. Whenever I'm in like near withdrawal, like if I'm coming off a withdrawal, you know, a lot of the ecstasy has a little bit of trace of dope in it or maybe even more than a trace. And it it always made me want dope so bad. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember it was like such a I remember it really well. I was tripping, tripping face, you know, on ecstasy, wandering around this military base and some dude screams out city drugs, city drugs, you know, and I'm assuming uh, he was talking about heroin. Um, and I was with my boss and I was like, and I, I was like, <laughs> I grabbed the guy, but yeah. I, I grabbed the guy by his collar. I said, don't go anywhere. I'll be back oh, in, in 10 God. minutes. And I'm like walking with I my boss. And I was like, dude, that. I left. Yeah. I was like, dude, I left something back there. I'll be right back. And I never found the guy. Oh man. He probably thought you were a fucking cop, dude. Right. right. I'll be back with the, I'll be Stay back with all the officers. Right here. Yeah. Me and Detective Sherman will be right back. But yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That I've so many times. Um, yeah, and I would go to festivals or concerts when I was like quote unquote sober, but I was secretly using. And so like, I wouldn't the whole time. You know, everyone's having fun. We're having conversations, and like, I don't even. I couldn't even tell you what I was saying because in my mind, I was like, you know, scanning the crowd. Like, okay, how can I? Da da da. And I remember one time. It just, it lucked out. We were going to a show in New Orleans and like we stopped at Bubba Gump Seafood Company. And uh, I went to the bathroom and I was taking a piss and I, I saw one of the cooks and I was like, you got any powder, dude? And he was like, yeah, hold on. <laughs> and just, you know, brought me a bunch of cocaine. And that's, you know, I was like, all right, awesome. Um, But yeah, it that is the worst, dude. And just like having to sneak off and constantly i would do it like and it was so dumb like when i was just uh sneaking drinks i would go to the go to the bathroom and i'd just go to the bar and you know take shots like they wouldn't notice me just getting yeah i'm supposed to be sober and i'm getting hammered drunk dude you know and well, I, they'll I notice remember, that, right they'll notice that oh yeah well and it was this is you know, I saw uh, Bright Eyes was one of my favorite bands that I'd never seen them live and finally got to go see them. So, of course, I was sneaking drunks. And by the second song, I fucking had the spin so bad. I passed out on in the on the um, in the floor seats or whatever. And 
all of us had to leave to go take care of me because I was like, I think I still got food poisoning. Right. You and know. they knew, right? He's fucking right. They knew. Yeah. It sucks. Well, I mean, that, I mean, when I, at that job, I was like kind of their pet pothead, you know, their pet drug yeah. addict. So they, they just didn't know how bad I had gotten. So they couldn't tell the difference between me taking bong hits in the editing room versus me being dope sick on the couch or me yeah. being high on heroin. They couldn't tell the difference, um, which was good, except for the fact that I totally bottomed out. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I mean, like, OK, for let me just ask you this. Right. OK. With, with fish. Right. We're mm -hmm. talking about fish. And um, I love some of their songs. I don't love some of their songs. I love Trey. And I feel like if Trey ever went on Dopey, it would be like the greatest thing that ever happened. And I and I am constantly working to get Trey on Dopey, but I'm not the biggest fish fan in the world. So what do you do when if he comes on? Do you lie? Like you what get, do you, you, you call, become? You become. No, no you no, become. No. You become the biggest. You say, and then you say to Trey, "I wasn't the biggest fish fan in the world until you came on Dopey, and now I've." committed myself to fish and now i understand that's yeah. what i do that's how i do it no right? i was gonna say you you get scott countryman in like an earpiece in your right. ear right <laughs> and, and he's just feeding you what to say like you know be like so at your uh at your uh you know world the, tour in yeah. in 2006 yeah. uh, Las during Vegas the second show, show yeah in the second yeah, set you, you yeah. broke your string but managed yeah. to keep playing you know what was going right. through your mind at that time Wait, is Trey a, a drug addict or in recovery? Big time. Big time drug addict in recovery. Big time. Huh. Nice. Big time. And uh, I mean, like, the amount of dopey folk who are fish people, mm -hmm. it's, like a, it's like a nice little Venn diagram. Scott Countryman being, I mean, like, years ago, he was like, I'm going to help you get Trey. You know, and he reached out to X, Y, and Z. I've had, like, five people reach out to somebody that new Trey. I mean, Trey's definitely heard the word dopey in regard to our podcast at this right. point. I grew up with a kid whose uncle was the drummer in Fish. And oh, uh, and and he can't get get it to happen. Like eventually I'm sure it'll happen. You know, you keep throwing Well, and I, I can't even think like I guess do a search and see if if he's even done like any interviews like that. He has. He's done oh, okay. he's done big ones. You know, okay. and it's really it's really like it's that place where Dopey seems big to Dopey fans, but to Trey Anastasio it isn't that big. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> right. Um But he's on the he's on like top ten top ten uh dream guests easily. Yeah. Because he is the guru. You know, you talk about the guru hat, he's the guy. I mean he is the full on cult leader. No, no two ways about it. He is Jerry Garcia to hundreds yeah. of thousands of people, you know, and who was another kind of, you know, kind of like not wanting to be cult leader, cult leader guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. For sure, man. Um, I got to go eat dinner. All right, it was fun. I just got some text. It's always a joy. 